Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Welcome back to Trades Work, where we highlight the important issues to the skilled trades our society depends on and always seeks to put Colorado first. On this episode, we welcome Debbie Brown, president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, or COBERT for short. COBERT is a public policy organization of executives from some of the state's largest employers working on strengthening Colorado's economy and vitality. Cobert works to improve the business climate in our state by unapologetically amplifying the voice of business. We welcome Debbie Brown. Thanks for having me, Dave. Great to be here. Well, we're we're happy to have you. Uh, this is the first business organization that we're really reaching out to uh, to start to have a dialogue on how we put Colorado first. Oftentimes, when we enter the public policy arena, a uh, lot of great concepts, a lot of great ideas. And we are going to be an unwavering and fierce advocate like you to put business first and to put Colorado first. So, Debbie, tell us a little bit about Cobert. Who are your members and what kinds of things are you involved with? Sure. And and first to speak on that, Dave, I think we have such alignment in that area. You know, it, it actually isn't about business at the end of the day. It's about the people. And so knowing that a strong business environment serves Coloradans really, really well and offers quality of life and paths of opportunity is really the point. And I, and I always try to remind myself of that, that some people think it's about bricks and mortar business. It's really more about the people that it serves. That leads me to Colorado Business Roundtable. We're the state affiliate of the National Business Roundtable based in Washington, D.C. And so we really focus like they do on large employers, but also not just the business sector, but also academia, community and government in terms of employers. And we're aligned under the mission that business is a force for good in our community. And so we work on policies that help uh, fall under that umbrella. So I know we worked together uh, specifically during the pandemic on uh, workforce issues. And, and I know you're a thought leader in this, but tell me what brought you to the business roundtable and what about your professional background for our listeners? Sure. Um, really have been involved in the business community in a variety of capacities. Uh, first as a consultant in the financial sector, working in marketing and product launch and advisement for financial institutions, and then switched to do political consulting. So have managed or consulted on about three dozen political campaigns and then switched to more um, issue-oriented work, which I find really fulfilling. And I always land on business issues, uh, Dave, and I think that's where you and I connect so well. It's such an interesting alignment, but to me, opportunity, the value of a job really is so satisfying. So I've worked in a variety of industries, but it all falls into helping businesses stay healthy, helping businesses achieve what they're trying to achieve here in Colorado and then on the federal level as well. So I joined COVID about three years ago. My timing was a little crazy because it was right before COVID hit. And, uh, you know, it's been a really pivotal three years, I think, especially for business and, you know, the time of COVID and then the recovery. But it's been about three years. What uh, what are you hearing from your members about the state of the business climate in 2023? Well, it's it's a timely question too. We actually just had our event with Governor Polis uh, that we do every year called State of the State. We bring market presidents up on the stage to have that interaction, 
in front of an audience with the governor in terms of where they see the economy going, having a little bit of dialogue on that. And I sort of framed it when I was thinking about that event and just the conversations I hear from our CEOs and, and executives. And <laughs> it sounds so bad in a way, but I say I'm cautiously pessimistic. Uh, you know, there's a lot of concern, of course, that the things that have been concerning for years uh, around supply chain. Um, now we've added in geopolitical threats that, of course, amplify that recessionary pressures, you know, um, lots of different pressures, I think, for business. And one of the main ones is workforce that, that we work on quite a bit. But our employers are concerned about the regulatory environment here in Colorado, the cost of doing business. And so that layering effect of all these concerns, I think, are, are real and um, something that affects our partners pretty regularly. So talk to us a little bit about your members. I know I've had the pleasure of being at a couple of covert events. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of companies with long storied uh, roots here in the state, as well as some folks that have migrated to this state. So what's a what's a kind of a cross section of, of your covert membership and who is your ideal member? Uh, as I said, we we serve the ABCG, which is large employers in the, those those arenas, academia, business, community and government. So on the academic side, we've got, you know, the the major higher higher ed institutions like a University of Colorado, um, MSU Denver involved. On the business side, typically as larger employers like a Deloitte, Boeing, AT&T, Amazon, Chevron. What we found is adding in the community side has been really important. So some large nonprofits, um, think about Volunteers of America, ARC Thrift Stores, A Precious Child. And then on the government side, really good partnership with Colorado Workforce Development Council. And we've added a mayor to our board. Mm -hmm. So the thought is on that, Dave, is really the collaboration of all four of those arenas make for really robust, healthy conversation and better outcomes. So um, that gives you a sense of who our partners are. Well, you do put on great events and a very engaging membership. And I applaud you for that. Well, thanks. Thanks. So um, let's talk workforce development. I know you focus a lot on it and, you know, many of your employers are at the table in the venues that I happen to, you know, intersect with you at times on. How much are you hearing about the importance of the skilled trades or the construction industry and, and how is that being communicated by your members or with your members? Yeah, and I and I didn't mention, it's funny, uh, considering who you are, I didn't mention some of the employers that we also represent in those industries. We hear about it quite a lot. I mean, we've, we're involved with Mortenson, Wayfield, Excel, oil and gas, you know, definitely what I've heard the last couple of years, and Dave, I'd love your thoughts on this, is it's really the idea of a yes and. There's a real need for institutions of higher ed to have more career connected learning in terms of traditional four-year education. But on the flip side, and just as strong, just as strong, we're hearing about, look, there's got to be talent pathways for other fields, including, including the skilled trades. And we hear that um, loud and clear. And a lot of our folks, I think, are working on issues to help uh, reduce barriers to entry, to help accelerate uh, stackable credentials, um, stackable opportunities for, for all Coloradans, not just those who want to go to um, a four-year traditional higher ed institution. Yeah, and we've um, share in kind of some of those approaches. I mean, I think uh, while academia has a place in our industry and, you know, the disciplines and the teaching and the professionalism and, you know, a lot of uh, the management principles, we also have a need for skilled trades workers, field workers. Uh, and, you know, I think over time, 
we've seen kind of a focus shift from options to shift to, you know, military or college for all. And, and, you know, oftentimes our trades uh, are not part of that equation and we're working really hard to reverse that trend. And, you know, the good news is that for folks uh, in our industry, uh, our apprenticeship programs are all employer sponsored and uh, a collection between labor and management coming together to say, here's the education we need. Here's, here's, uh, how we're going to train our folks and, and being able to jointly fund that together. Uh, so students don't come out with debt, um, and have a great career and skills that, you know, uh, are going to stay with them for life. Absolutely. And I think you might have been at our event last year, Future of Work. And we're, we're gearing that up again for this summer. It was really well attended. And, and to your point, Dave, it was, it was a, feisty collaboration of of everybody you know traditional talent producers non-traditional talent producers and uh, a healthy robust conversation of what's needed in Colorado and not leaving anybody out so including the skilled trades what's happening there and and a lot to your good leadership and what's happening in building a pipeline of folks who not only have good jobs but have opportunities that they haven't had before to have some paths cleared and, and I'm excited. I feel like that's one of the silver linings of COVID, frankly, is hopefully it's added some urgency, some relevancy, some willingness to think about things differently that perhaps we were forced into because of COVID. But it but it's could be one of the silver linings, I think, coming out. No, I, I agree. I tend to agree with you there. And you, you may touched on this a little bit, um, but I know through your, you know, the, the meetings I participated in last year, you know, you've been a champion for trying to kind of solve for the barriers or remove the barriers when it comes to workforce. So talk to me, what do you, what's on your horizon for workforce development challenges and how do we overcome them? That's a, that's a great question. We've got a couple things in the works. Um, one, I think, you know, I served on the 1330 task force representing industry. Uh, that was, that was fascinating in terms of coming to the table with an employer focus as opposed to an institution focus. So I tried to really reach out to my partners ahead of time and understand what their needs were so that it wasn't just my opinion in a room. I was really coming to the table with, all right, here's 60 employers that have that have let me know what they're working on in terms of workforce. Some byproducts from that, um, Dave, as I know you're aware of, is this stackable credential pathways that we're helping to work on and helping advise, which is looking at five key industries um, to create more stackable opportunities for learners. And so that's that's an interesting concept. I've had to reach out to some of my folks in academia to help navigate the terms to some degree because I don't come at it from an academic background. But I think where we lean in is, all right, let's talk about relevancy, ROI, and speed, because if those aren't part of the equation, it's not interesting for industry. The second thing, you know, that I think is so exciting is the Opportunity Now grant and some partnerships that I'm seeing in several industries that we're involved with, aerospace, technology, and of course, construction, that are going to be incredibly powerful to have some of that money seed some ideas that help, again, reduce barriers and and bring people to opportunity more quickly. It's not only good for workforce, right? It's not only good for employers, but it's really, really good for Coloradans who want that to happen. 
And you pretty much answered my next question because we are both, <laughs> Sorry. We are both pursuing. No, it's it's great minds think alike. Uh, we are both pursuing the Opportunity Now grants. And I know that there's benefit definitely for Cobert members, but we also see benefits on the Rocky Mountain uh, mechanical contractor side from trying to alleviate barriers and spur innovation and collaboration, not just amongst the trades, but amongst us and business organizations um, and certainly the government. Uh, and, you know, from my perspective, we need by 2030, 50,000 more construction workers. And at the end of the day, um, we, we, if we're not able to build buildings, people have no homes uh, and they don't have an office to go to or a restaurant to, or coffee shop to frequent. So it is going to take a creative strategy executed kind of on E all the above choices to make sure that we get workers uh, and attract workers to viable careers like we have in construction. So thanks for your leadership there. You bet. And and you know more, you're more in the weeds, I think, on the details, but it's exciting because I think Colorado is one of those states where everybody can come together around an idea and improve apprenticeship programs you know, looking at a 60 credit construction associates degree that build on um, other existing apprenticeship curriculums. You know, the construction industry has done such a great job individually on trying to bring um, workforce and train individually. But, but I'm excited, Dave, about what your industry is pulling together, where it's, uh, you know, shops like Excel coupled with shops like Awayfield and Mortensen that want to all work together whether it's union, non-union, how do we all work together to really help all Coloradans succeed? And I think I think it's really exciting. So we're happy to support that effort. Yeah, thank you. And I my hat goes off to Colorado Succeeds for kind of spearheading the at least initial conversation of being that convener. And, uh, you know, we look forward to kind of seeing what's next uh, in that space. And uh, I actually got a meeting in a week where we hope to finalize some more ideas for the next round of submittals. That's great. Well, Cobert is getting our letter in as uh, as another voice of support for the effort. And I know you've great. got a lot of voices of support. So that's that's wonderful. Well, thank you for doing that. So tell me, Debbie, what lies ahead for Cobert in the next year? And, and how can Rocky Mountain MCA help you achieve the goals uh, from a mutually beneficial perspective? You know, one of the ways that we're expanding, Dave, there's two ways. One is we're adding a little bit more um capacity to our policy pillars, which I which I already discussed with you, adding a chair from industry to be a part of that pillar and adding some robust dialogue every quarter that helps inform not only our stances, but also what action we're going to take on those policy pillars. So one of the ways that would be helpful, and, and certainly, you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot on your podcast, but I'd love your involvement in either our infrastructure pillar or our workforce pillar to see how you can be involved or someone from your organization to help just continue um, to be an ally for us. It would be really helpful. Second thing we're doing is we're launching a video series similar to the National Roundtable about amplifying the voice of business. And we've already taped about 30 of our business people in 2023 at the end. And we're rolling them out in those same sort of chapters based on the pillars. So we previewed our tax and regulatory uh, video last night at an event we had regarding ESG, but we'll be rolling these out throughout the year. And we really want to find other pro-business organizations, pro-business allies 
who will help us spread the word. It's, it's, I think, really well done. Um, it's under the umbrella of business as a force for good. And I think it helps hopefully bring the business climate here uh, to be potentially a little more business friendly in the future. Well, we're happy to participate. And uh, if I'm not the right person for that, I'm certain we can find somebody to help support you in that effort. So please, uh, let's keep that conversation going. That'd be great. And Dave, I'll flip it to you. How can we help you? I mean, you you do such amazing work. I don't know that you need our help, but as an ally back, how can we help amplify all the good work that you're doing? Well, I uh, I will tell you that, you know, the letter of support for the Opportunity uh, Grant will be very powerful uh, coming from an organization like Covert. We need to, you know, kind of all get together and figure out how we continue to take away barriers for folks coming into the construction industry um, and, you know, being able to employ folks uh, and and work with businesses to be able to expand their operations or be able to build new ones. And, you know, we want to be an ally in the conversation to keep our businesses that are here, here and improve the climate uh, for which they operate so that they don't look elsewhere because, we don't want to lose the great diversification. I mean, if you look back in Colorado's history, there were times where we were heavily weighted in one sector or business type versus another. And I think the collaboration here in this state has gotten us to a place where we're very diversified. Uh, and I personally don't want to see businesses take a look at, you know, relocating. So how, how we can partner on that and, and make sure that folks know how important they are to our fabric. Uh, and our state's culture uh, is really important. And so we'll look for organizations like yours to kind of lead those discussions, but know that you have a friend and an ally here to try and help uh, maintain those uh, corporations and or locations here in this state. That sounds perfect, Dave. Yeah, we're very aligned that business is a force for good. Yep. And, and knowing that uh, we live in a competitive world, right? Uh, these employers get to decide whether they grow here, retain people here, um, and, and it's interesting um, when we think about the competition among states and globally. Uh, employers have choices. So, yeah, it's great to be an ally with you. Well, thank you. So one final question for you. Harken back, Debbie Brown, what was your very first career that you honestly thought, boy, this is what I'm going to go do? Uh, I would imagine it's not I'm going to go grow up and be the president and CEO of, of Cobert. Uh, there was something else that you wanted to be. So tell our listeners, what was that? <laughs> you know, it probably isn't, I, I pinch myself. I actually feel like I have an amazing job. I had somebody come up to me at the event last night who's an oil and gas president. She says, I want your job. She says, you work such a cool job. I think what's funny, Dave, I always knew I wanted to be a businesswoman. Um, not really like the Alex P. Keaton kind of thing, but I had marketing classes in high school a teacher who was incredibly impactful for me in terms of telling me that I had potential. This was in high school, which probably people can relate to. And I always knew that I loved business. I liked entrepreneurship. I liked creating. I liked risk. And so to some degree, my path has been a common thread in my career. But way back in the day, I knew that, you know, having a briefcase and making things happen in the business world was where I wanted to be. I can tell you, um, I've admired from afar the work you do for our listeners. You know, the name of the organization is Colorado Business Roundtable, but I know that, uh, organization and your efforts have taken you not just 
you know, throughout the U.S., but internationally uh, as a champion for business, uh, for business and, you know, making sure you put faces and names uh, on the people here in Colorado that um, are employing our members. And so thank you for that. So that will conclude our time today, Debbie. I really appreciate your effort uh, and time, and I appreciate you being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. Listeners, that concludes our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for more industry insights, news, and information about the women and men building our communities, building our skylines, and building our future. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.